Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number four of Bills Up North. I'm your host, Mitty, and uh, we got an exciting episode coming for you. We got some off-season talks, some talk about the uh, recent championship game. Just want to brief over that quickly. And then, obviously, some head coaching changes from the Bills front office. And we'll look at the draft. I'll give who I think the Bills should pick. You know, maybe I don't have the best opinion, but hell, I just like to give it. So, I guess we'll get things started. Obviously, an awesome championship weekend. Of course, we all wish the Bills were playing in that. Um i got to say I'm really happy for the Cincinnati Bengals that they're that they're going to get the chance to play in the Super Bowl and not the Chiefs. It's nice to see someone different do it. And, you know, a team that really struggled for – I mean, I know they made the playoffs for a bunch of years there, but they didn't win shit all. So it's nice to see that the Bengals, you know, they're not back per se, but it's nice to see them in the Super Bowl. You see someone different. You know, we're so used to seeing the Chiefs, the Steelers, or whoever the fuck Peyton Manning plays for, or the Patriots. So it's nice to see someone else. They deserve to win. I mean, a lot of, a lot of gutsy performance by those guys. You know, when you're down 21-3 in Kansas City, I mean, I had the, the tent packed in saying the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, a big stop from the the Bengals there right at the end of the first half. What, it kept it 21-10, I think? Yeah, I think it kept it Eli Apple. Big play Eli Apple in these playoffs, apparently. Nice play by him. He kept him on. That, that play really changed the, the game, like... You know, if the Chiefs get in there, the Bengals probably don't... I don't even know if the Bengals come out and make it a game in the second half, per se. You know, you're down 20... What do you be down? 28-10. You're down 18. You're not down terrible. But the Chiefs have all the momentum, and they get the ball to start the second half. Bam, they pull it in the end zone. It's probably game. You're down 25. You're probably not coming back, depending how much time the Chiefs are able to soak off the clock. So, congratulations to the Bengals. I'm happy. Happy to see them win. Who day? Um, and then, of course, the NFC Championship game... Niners and Rams, I don't think anyone would predict that would be the matchup for the NFC Championship game. But it was actually, I found it a pretty entertaining game. I watched it with one of my buddies who's a big Niner fan. Obviously, he's a bit disappointed. Kind of a, watch the game was a bit of a deja vu. I think, for, at least for me watching, I don't know how Niners fans felt. But watching that, and then it was just kind of like, you know, were they up to, yeah, I think they're up 10 heading into the fourth, just like in the Super Bowl. And then Jimmy G just kind of stalled, I guess. You know, he, I mean, Jimmy G wasn't playing like off the fucking rails amazing, but he wasn't playing bad. He was doing what he needed to do, kind of, well, not really so much as what he did against Green Bay, but he was doing what he needed to do. He got him down the field a couple of times. Debo Samuel played great. And uh, I mean, obviously, that guy missed, uh, what's his name? Tretz? I don't remember his name. Missed that INT, of course, that. I mean, he makes that. You never know. It could be Niners Bengals in the Super Bowl. And I don't think anyone would predict Niners Bengals in the Super Bowl. So it's kind of crazy. I think we're in for a great Super Bowl. I'm a little bit scared for the Bengals, though. I mean, their offensive line was sacked nine times against Tennessee, and now they're going to have Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald running at them. Like, fuck, I don't know how. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams got a fucking dozen or a Baker's dozen sacks in that game. But we'll see what Joe Burrow... I mean, Joe Burrow's got ice in his veins, man. He's won in every clutch moment he's needed to early here in his career. You know, he showed a lot more poise than... I remember, like, I remember Josh's first playoff game. He was fucking all over the place. That <laughs> that fucking... When he threw it back, and I think he threw it back to Knox, tried lateral to him, Knox batted it out. 
that I just got to say that Jimmy G with that, that pass that could be his last pass ever in a 49er uniform. I felt like I was watching Nathan Peterman. Like, I don't know what the, fu- I get it. He was just trying to get rid of it, but like I, that was some Nathan Peterman shit right there from Jimmy G. So for the Niners, I mean, they had a great season. I don't think anyone expected them to play in the NFC championship game. And obviously they, you know, they're 10 minutes away from bringing it home. But the Rams did it, and now they get to host the Super Bowl in front of their fucking 10 fans or whatever. That place was absolutely jam-packed with uh, Niner fans. I was pretty shocked. But, uh, yeah, obviously happy to see the Bengals win. I don't think uh, Mahomes' fucking wife is going to be spraying any champagne this weekend. (laughs) What an idiot. I don't know who does that after a divisional game. But, oh, well, they're not playing in the Super Bowl, but neither are the Bills. So, whatever, fuck. You know, so Rams, Bengals, I think we're in for a good Super Bowl. So now that we got championship weekend out of the way, we'll get into obviously the big news out of Buffalo is Brian Dables heading to the Giants to be their head coach, which I'm not particularly sad about. I quite frankly wasn't the biggest fan of Brian Dable, and especially over the last year in Buffalo. I thought at the start of the year he was calling – the offense way too conservative and it was getting very frustrating to watch. I just found, and towards the end of the year, like after that Tampa game, it seemed like he kind of let Josh let loose again. And he let Josh really be Josh. And it was like, it was just incredibly frustrating. So particularly for me, I'm not sad he's gone. I hope he does something in with the giants. Cause they're just a fucking train wreck. Hopefully he can sort that franchise out. <laughs> Because there is a fucking joke. Hopefully, honestly, I hope you can turn Daniel Jones into what the Giants draft them to be. I think Daniel Jones has a lot of potential. It's just, can he really show it? Now, obviously, the big thing is, apparently, he wants Ken Dorsey to come with him to the OC in the Giants. And I don't... I, I That is not something the Bills and Bills fans really want to see. Ken Dorsey's obviously... He's kind of famous, like he's going to be remembered as kind of the guy that took Josh Allen from this kid at Wyoming that, you know, really struggled in his first year. He was fucking reckless and really helped Josh and fixed his mechanics and turned him into, look, obviously Josh put in a lot of work to get where he is today, but he's obviously going to get a lot of credit for that. And I think, you know, I think the big thing was, okay, if Dable leaves, we can hire him, you know, he can just step in and be the OC. Well, apparently Dable's got plans of his own to take him to the Giants. And that's just kind of shitty, but I know the Bills have interviewed a couple guys for the OC spot. They got T. Martin. He was the Ravens wide receiver coach this past year. He used to be the uh, offensive coordinator at USC for two years from 20, or I guess three fucking seasons, from 2016 to 2018. And then Edgar Bennett, he's the uh, Raiders wide receiver coach. And he was the Packers OC from 15 to 17. So I kind of like, you know, obviously Bennett is a little more experienced. Obviously, if you've been the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's kind of got, you know, I feel like calling plays for Josh Allen is not like calling plays for any other quarterback because I think Josh Allen can do things that no other quarterback in the NFL can do. I don't think there's many quarterbacks where you say, on this play, he could throw it a 70-yard fucking dot to Davis or Diggs. But at the same play, he could run for 40 yards on us. Like, eh. You know, I'd like to see 
whichever, if you know one of these two guys gets hired, I'd just like to see a lot of creativity with the offense. I'd like to see, you know, potentially some trick plays. I One thing I've said is the Bills should implement the Wildcat system. Why not? I mean, Josh Allen's a big dude. He can run. He can catch. Why not try the Wildcat? Throw it in there once, a, once in a blue moon. Obviously, you don't fucking run it like a full system. I don't know how many teams... I guess Kansas City kind of runs the Wildcat. They put tra- uh, they put Kelsey under center every once in a while. Titans run the Wildcat, but they got the fucking that massive dude, Derrick Henry. That guy's fucking massive. Don't know how you tackle him. But I'd like to see some creativity. I'd obviously like the one thing I would get frustrated with was like it even showed in the game against Kansas City was when Allen threw to Davis there for the was it the seventy five yard touchdown in the first play. The drive that was the first time Josh went deep all game. And like, fuck, that's how they beat the Chiefs in week five. Was it you know, Sanders? I think Sanders' first touchdown was like a 40 yard or no, I mean, it was like a 35 yard dot. He hit Knox for I think it was at least 60. Like, stretch the field. It's the one thing, like, this guy has a fucking cannon of an arm. He has an arm like I've never seen a quarterback. Maybe besides Mahomes, I've never seen a quarterback be able to sling it quite like Josh could. And I, I just think, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe Daniel Jones is better suited for Brian Dable just because Jones is kind of a conservative guy. He's you know, he's not a guy that can rip the ball seventy yards downfield like Allen can. He's more of a pocket quarterback. He doesn't really take off. You know, he, he, honest to God, he just reminds me of fucking Eli Manning standing in the pocket there. Somehow this guy's gonna pull two Super Bowls out of his ass. Should be funny. Fucking the Giants don't deserve that shit. But if it's up to me, I'd say Edgar Bennett would be the pick for me. He's used, he's played with a guy, or not played, but he's coached. He's coached a guy like Rodgers. Rodgers is a cannon. You know, a guy like Edgar Bennett, he's coached a guy like Rodgers. Rodgers, obviously, Rodgers might be more of a pain in the ass to coach, but Rodgers got a cannon. He knows how to make plays, he knows how to extend them. A lot of similarities with Josh. So if it's up to me, obviously I'd want Dorsey to become the new OC, but I think Edgar Bennett's the next best choice. Uh, Moving on now. You're going to hit a little free agency talk. I'm just going to talk about a few guys that particularly to me are interesting. The first one is Jerry Hughes. This guy's making $10.5 million. I don't think he's coming back to Buffalo if he's going to ask for $10.5 million next year. Um it's getting too crowded on that D-line. You know, Greg Rousseau is here now. If uh, Ife Obata resigns, like, I just don't know where Jerry Hughes is going to fit in. Vernon Butler has been a nice addition. Obviously, he's got to resign Mario Addison. I think it just really comes down to who they want to resign. But if it's up to me, Hughes, I wouldn't sign him for more than six, maybe seven million. And if he doesn't want that, well, sorry, pal. You can find that money somewhere else. Uh, up next, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is going to be in Buffalo next year. I just think Gabriel Davis kind of took a spot, you know, with the emergence of McKenzie and Davis. I think there's just not much room for Sanders. And I, I think if they tell Sanders that well, he can come back, but you're not going to make a ton of money and you're going to be the number four receiver, you're not going to have a big part in the offense like you did at the start of the year. I think he says, I'll probably find myself a one year deal somewhere else where I could play as the two or the three receiver. Uh, Levi Wallace, this is the big one because Levi Wallace, I think this guy implies is going to imply a lot on what the Bills do in the draft. You know, Levi Wallace is, 
I think he's really like he is underrated in my opinion. He played great. He's always kind of had someone nipping at his heels. He's a great story. Um, walk on at Alabama, undrafted, makes it to the NFL. He plays in Buffalo every year. He's been there. You know, he has to beat out Josh Norman. I can't remember who he beat out his first year. Fuck, I, whatever. Can't remember his name. But you look at he beat out Josh Norman. He has to beat out Dane Jackson this year, and he played great. He played great as a number one corner when uh, Tredavious White got hurt. So I think. I think they should re-sign him. Market value for him is around $6 million. I think I'd be fine with them signing him to 6 But maybe he might ask for more. And unfortunately, he might have to let a guy walk. And that's where the draft really comes in at the cornerback position. Um, next guy, Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips really broke out this year. Like He put up career numbers. He he was a lot more noticeable this year than he had been in years past. I think he, was, he went the same year as Josh. I'm pretty sure. I think he was a 2018 draft pick. And, you know, you kind of noticed him. He was a rotation guy, but I think he might have solidified himself a top spot. Obviously, it depends if he comes back. You know, is he going to come back this year? Uh, I'd hope so. Market for a guy like him is about $5.4 million. I'd be fine with paying a little more. Maybe if you pay him about six, I'd be fine with that. But we'll see what kind of – maybe he wants to take a discount. Hopefully so, but who knows. Um Last guy I really want to touch on is it's Mitch Trubisky. And what I think, I don't think Trubisky's going to be in Buffalo next year. I think Trubisky's going to be fighting for a starting QB job next year. I know people might think it's stupid, but like you look at some of the openings in the NFL right now, you can't tell me that Mitch Trubisky couldn't go into Washington next year and win that starting QB job. I, he's, he's better than Taylor Heineke. You couldn't tell me he's not going to walk into Carolina and take that starting job. He's better than Sam Darnold. He's better than Cam Newton. He's better than P.J. Walker. Minnesota might not have a quarterback. Seattle might not have a quarterback. There's a lot of teams I think could use the services of Trubisky, and I think I'm not saying Trubisky can be a starter, but I think he's going to go somewhere where he's going to have he's going to at least be battling in camp to become the starter. Um, last two guys I just want to click on: Saran Neal. Or sorry, maybe just the one guy. Saran Neal is a guy the Bills really. I, Really would love to see him come back. He was ninth in special teams tackles this year. He had a fantastic season. He's just one of those guys. I always noticed him out there on special teams. He brought a lot of energy. And he's just like one of those guys. When you just look at him, you're like, you can just tell everyone loves being around that guy. He just brings a ton of energy. You know, he does his job. He does his job well on special teams. Him and uh, Matekovic. I don't think he's a free agent, though. But, you know, they look fantastic out there so the special teams unit is something obviously the bills want to keep great heading into next year so sorry but the last guy i missed out on i forgot terrell dobson that was the other guy i forgot about um and obviously another guy i kind of forgot about too is isaiah mckenzie like i think this guy would be big to come back he's only signed for about two million could probably get him back for about three I highly doubt he's going to ask for a, the bag or anything. I think he's an easy signing. He just kind of adds another element to the offense. You know, Jet sweeps. He's fast. He's versatile. He does it all. So, but I think now it's time to really get into some draft talk. You know, the Bills are picking 25th. And there's a lot of talk about what the Bills are going to do with that 25th pick. Now, you're not really going to trade down. You're too low in the draft to like trade down for anything worth 
Personally, like I know everyone's saying cornerback. I've seen a lot of receivers too. I've seen Drake. I've seen Drake London, Jameis Williams, and Tyrell Burks, the guy from Arkansas. I even saw one guy saying the Bills should pick a uh, uh, linebacker because he said Tremaine Edmonds has been a complete bust ever since he's been drafted. I kind of want to know the opinion of other Bills fans. Like, do you guys actually think? Like, Tremaine has been a bust. I really have never thought that before in my life. Like, he's been to two Pro Bowls. I know I know, pro football folks doesn't like him, is, you know, because, you know, it's very, obviously it's very heavy analytics-based. But, like, I've never really thought of him as a bust. Like, he's had two, you know, he's played great ever since he got there. Like, he's a freak, too. Like, he's fucking scary to look at on the field. He's like 6'5". Does he... How heavy is he? I think he's like, two, maybe he's, I think he's 250. I think I saw, I might have read that, that he was like 250 or something. But that would be kind of ridiculous if he was. But anyway, we don't really have to talk about him right now. But the big thing is cornerback. I'm personally kind of against it. I'm, you know, sorry. Oh, he is 250. Okay. I just looked it up. I'm the producer of this podcast too. So I got to do all this shit on my own. I personally would go with running back. Like, I know running backs don't go in the first round, and I know I haven't seen a running back go in the first round in any mock drafts I've watched, but I think the Bills should legitimately, because they're not, like, their second-round pick, they're not going to get a great running back at. You're not going to get one of the top guys at with your second-round pick there. You know... I think with your first round pick, I think you take Kenneth Walker. That's just my opinion. When I watched his high, like when I watched him, he, he reminded me of watching LaShawn McCoy. Like, swear to God, it was like I was watching LaShawn McCoy out there. He's just elusive, cutting in and out. He's just like, holy shit, man. This guy, you know, he's not the fastest, but he just has such good vision. Same as when I watched uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State. He looked terrific, too. He kind of, he actually reminds me of Fred Jackson. He's, he looks like a kind of do-it-all guy. But I think Kenneth Walker should be, like, that's who I'd pick. I'd go with Kenneth Walker. You know, I know the run game has always been difficult for the Bills. You know, and I like Devin Singletary. But just having one good running back, you know, I don't really know if it necessarily cuts it in the NFL. Like, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs have Edwards-Alaire. And McKinnon now, you know, obviously, you know, I just think, I don't think Singletary's an elite running back. I think he's a good running back. I don't think he's an elite running back, though. But even if you get a second running back in there, it's not going to hurt the team. Like, Zach Moss is still going to be back with the team next year. Matt Breida, I highly doubt, will be playing for the Bills next year. He kind of got blackballed after that interception or not interception sorry that fumble against the patriots on the uh was it week 14 there the fucking win game whatever it was you know he fumbled that ball early in the game and i don't think he played it like i don't remember him ever touching the ball after that but anyway i think kenneth walker would be a fantastic this guy rushed for 1600 over 1600 yards he was a heisman candidate for a reason like i know all heisman candidates you know, it's not like, oh, because he was in the Heisman, you know, he'll be something in the NFL. Plenty of Heisman candidates. Like, look at Tim Tebow and Troy Smith. They turned into fuck all in the NFL. But, you know, I also watched Isaiah Spiller. I don't know if this guy is related to CJ, like the former Bills running back, but he looks like him. Like, he actually looks like him. Like, not even when he plays. 
He does kind of look like him when he plays. He's not as electric in college as CJ was, but he looks a lot like him. But anyway, if you can't get, you know, Isaiah Spiller, like like I was saying, he looks so much like CJ. You know, I don't know if any of these three guys are going to be available when the Bills go up in the second round pick. Like, I just, I don't know. I think Kyron Williams, Notre Dame back, might still be there. But other than that, I don't see either of those three running backs stay in the course. So, you know, I think either, you know, maybe maybe someone wants to trade up to the 25th spot. I don't really know. And you can trade down to like 33, 34. But I personally would go with a back. Now, I, you know, from what everyone's saying, a lot of people are picking the Bills to pick a DB. I don't think it's a terrible route to go down because if Levi Wallace block, I mean, if Levi Wallace leaves in free agency, I'd say, yeah, we should address, you know, putting someone in that secondary. And two guys really stuck up for me that I watched. Number one was Daxton Hill. Daxton Hill looked fantastic. This guy is physical. This guy plays hard nose, old school football. He is not afraid to go in there and lay the body. He kind of was looked intimidating out there. Now I've read, that this guy kind of is a bit of a gambler out there. He, you know, takes a few risks. He he gets turned around sometimes, kind of like Stephon Gilmore against John Brown. But you know, everything that I see, like this guy is a hard nosed football player. He can play cornerback or safety. So, I mean, if any of the Bills secondary goes down, this guy can kind of shuffle around. So I think if he's still available, that's who the Bills should go after. The other one I really liked was Kyir Elam. Man, this kid's got some swagger playing at Florida. He He's a very aggressive corner from what I saw. He loves to attack the ball. He's a great tackler too. That's the one thing I really picked up on him is he's great at the run game. He's great at wrapping guys up, and he's aggressive. He's not. He's kind of like Daxton Hill. He's aggressive, and like he's just he's got some swagger to him too. That's what I like about this kid. They're comparing him to Antonio Cromartie. Antonio Cromartie had a really good career playing in the NFL. So, and kind of the last guy was Kyler Gordon at Washington. Now, a lot of people don't have this guy going in the first round. I was really impressed with what I saw from him. I know we haven't seen the combine or really anything like that, but he looked really good out there. And, you know, obviously, like, you got to understand, like, I'm watching the highlights of these guys. So, obviously, I'm seeing their good side. But, you know, I've read some scouting reports Especially on Hill. Hill is kind of a high-risk, high-reward player. But when he's, you know, high-reward, he can really pay off for you. Playing in that Michigan, you know, he played in the Michigan secondary. Elam, I like him because he's got some swagger. Kind of fun to watch. Um, So, yeah. Um, I think the Bills, like... I think later in the draft, there's obviously some needs to address. I think drafting an offensive lineman is something the Bills should consider. Not that I necessarily think the Bills have a bad offensive line, but it's kind of an inconsistent offensive line. Like, you know, like the start of the year was kind of patchy, but then that Jacksonville game came and they got absolutely fucking destroyed all game by Josh. Josh Allen was destroying Josh Allen or whatever the fuck you want to say. And like, it was just rough to watch. Like, that game still fucking haunts me. 
Anyway. Anyway, by the way, anyone who says picking a running back in the first round is a bit of a risk, like the Steelers did it last year and it paid off. Like Najee Harris is fucking sick. It's not like the Bills are going out there like in 2010 or, yeah, in 2010 when they picked C.J. Spiller ninth overall. Like they're not going out there and they're not risking a top 10 pick on a guy. Like they're risking the 25th pick on a back. That's a lot different than putting your ninth overall pick that you don't get too often. Obviously, Spiller had his ups and his downs in Buffalo. He also really didn't turn into the back. Like he, he was never really better than Fred Jackson, and that's what he was expected to be. He was to be better than. Now I'm obviously not talking shit about Fred Jackson, but he was the ninth overall pick, and Fred Jackson played community or not community college, Division three football. So that was a bit of a tough one for the Bills. Swall. So that's I could see where fans maybe had some hesitancy there with Spiller. You know, with just the reminder, you know, CJ Spiller never really panned out, and that's the last time. I think that's the last time the Bills ever picked a running back in the first round. I can't remember. You know, last but not least, what I've seen a lot of from people, you know, in the mock drafts is a lot of people have the Bills potentially taking a receiver, which to me, I don't think that's a smart decision. Like, with the, you know, with what Gabriel Davis did this season, I know, like, you know, he's a really good ends like, you know, he's a really good red zone target. Like fuck how many touchdowns this guy have, I can't think of off the top of my head. But he had a fantastic year. It's not just one game that put him on the map. I mean, the one game put him on the map for the NFL, but Bills fans knew how good this guy was. You, know, you kinda have to sit in the shadows and, you know, wait and then, you know, they brought in Sanders, they added another weapon for him for Josh. And he just kind of had to sit back and then when Sanders got hurt, him and Isaiah McKenzie both really took over the spot. He had six touchdowns this year. So pretty good for him. Obviously, Diggs led the team. Diggs and Knox. But I think, like, I don't see the point of a receiver. The receivers I have seen, Drake London. A lot of people have this guy going way earlier. Like, I've seen this guy go in the top 10. So I don't know why anyone had this guy fall into the Bills at 25. But I guess it could happen. This guy's 6'5", 210. This guy's a fucking monster. They're comparing this guy to Mike Evans. Obviously, if the Bills could draft a Mike Evans... Fuck, would that be a lethal one-two punch of fucking... Imagine with Stephon Diggs and a guy like Mike Evans on one team. Holy fuck. Um, second one, Jameson Williams. I This guy might fall. And I say might lightly because I think he's probably going to go... Like I think he's going to go between 15 and 20. And then Traylon Burks is the guy I could see going to Buffalo. You know... But the guy, honest to God, if there's one guy to fall in this draft that I think the Bills should pick, if he does somehow manage to fall to the Bills, is Jordan Davis. Like, that guys like him don't grow on trees. Like, a guy like Jordan Davis comes around once every few years. It's like a guy like Vince Wilfork. Like, these guys don't come around every draft. And I get that Jordan Davis is kind of a high-risk player. You know, he plays every two plays. But still, like, you put that guy in the middle, like, Look what Vince Wilfork was for the Patriots. Like he he just clogged up the middle. That's just a big dude to try and block for anyone. So I think like and he, it's incredible how fast that guy is too. Like that guy can fucking run like a maniac, Jordan Davis. I think if there's one guy to fall in the draft that the Bills should pounce on, it would be Jordan Davis. Now I know a lot of people have him going from about I've seen a lot of about fifteen to about twenty one. A lot of people see don't see him getting past New England. They think if he's still there when Belichick's there, Belichick's going to snatch him up. I guess it just really depends. 
what the Patriots want. Maybe they want a receiver. I think if the Bills are going to go after a receiver, just wait. I know I know the guy tore his ACL. You could probably get Bryce Mechie in the second, third, maybe even the fourth round in this year's draft. I really like Bryce Mechie. He's also Canadian, so I'm a little bit biased towards him because I do think he is like he's a really good receiver at Alabama. You know, obviously it's going to be a bit of a risk. It'll be kind of like, you know, obviously I was a little too young, but when the Bills drafted Willis McGahee, you know, McGahee was uh, – I don't think Mechie was that high of a pick, you know, but McGahee was a surefire top five, injured his knee, ended up falling to 23. Mechie will probably be in the second or third round, and you, you might find yourself a pretty good steal with that guy. So that's just all I'm saying. Um, but uh, I just – I don't see the point of – using your first round pick on a receiver when you have Stefan Diggs, you're still going to have Cole Beasley for at least one more year. I don't know if he gets another contract in Buffalo pass next season. He's getting kind of old. I wouldn't be shocked if Bees just says, it's time for me to retire. He is 33 years old. And at that point, I mean, it's just tough. I don't know if teams are going to, you know, depending on what the state of the world is like, I don't know if other teams are going to want to say, do we really want to bring Cole Beasley onto our team? I don't think Beasley's a media circus, but he definitely brings something that not every player brings into the NFL. You know, he's a bit polarizing with, you know, his views on what's going on in the world, which I'm not going to get into. If you want to know about them, you can look him up yourself. He has his own opinions, which I respect, but I just don't know if any team's really going to want to risk bringing that in. So I think a receiver in the second or third round, you got to find a slot guy to replace Beasley. Maybe that turns out to be Isaiah McKenzie. Maybe you don't need a receiver after all. But um, I got one final special uh, free agent signing that I just want to throw out there since I don't think Mitch Trubisky can be back this year. All right, as we're uh, you know getting close to wrapping things up, I just want to say, obviously, since I've been saying Mr. Biskey's not coming back next year, the Bills are going to have to find a replacement quarterback as a backup. I, unless, you're on a, unless you want to ride with Davis Webb as the backup, I mean, sure, I don't think Davis Webb is that bad of a quarterback. But an interesting one I just want to say is uh, maybe they'll bring back a little magic. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, I don't know if this guy wants to play anymore. You know, he's 38 years old and he just fucking broke his hip because he plays for the football or, yeah, whatever the fuck the Washington team is going to be called now. Anyway, he just fucked his hip playing for them because the turf is terrible and their O-line, well, there's a shitty organization. But, like, if I'm the Bills, like, I I think that's an easy phone call to make. Be like, hey, Ryan, you want to come back? You want to play for one? We'll give you a one-year contract. You can sit behind Josh. You can have fun. And honest to God, I, I'd love to see it because this guy's never gone to the playoffs. I don't – this guy's never gone to the playoffs in his career. I, I, I can't think of a team he played on the playoffs on at least. Yeah, he's definitely never gone as a starter. Maybe he sat on the bench. Actually, no, I don't think this guy's ever made the playoffs. How cool would that be? This guy's 38. You sign him. He He's not going to do a thing unless, God forbid, Josh Allen gets hurt. He's just going to sit on the bench. Guys are going to love him. Like, I, I don't know any person that wouldn't love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd have never met him as a person, obviously. But he just seems like such a cool dude. And, like, I I think that would be an easy sign. You could probably sign him for, like, $2 million. 
Like, I highly doubt this guy's going to be like, I want fucking $8 million. I think his starting days ended the second he broke his fucking hip in Washington. This just sounds like such like, and it's not funny, but like, it sounds like an old person, you know, your time's kind of winding down, Ryan. So I, I think it's a perfect match for the Bills to potentially bring in. And, you know, I, I don't want to say like, he loves Buffalo. Clearly he loves the city of Buffalo. Like, I think he would do it easily. Like, Sorry, but you don't go to a fucking playoff game for a team you don't play for unless you truly love the city when he played there. I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit of um, nostalgia for me because one of my first memories of watching the team was his uh, <laughs> the game of Fitzmagic is what I like to call it where he, he led that comeback against the Patriots. That was one of my first memories watching the Bills. I think I was like 12 years old when that happened. It's like I think that's 10 seasons ago now. Yeah, holy shit, long time ago. Time flies, hey, pal. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be a great signing. You know, I, it's not like Josh Allen needs to be mentored anymore. I think he'd be a decent guy to bring in. But I'm just, you know, spitballing a little bit, having a little fun here towards the end. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of work to do for the Bills this offseason. With Brian Dibble gone, I'm really curious to see who they bring in as the OC. I'm hoping Edgar Bennett. But we'll see. You know, you never know. You know, you just never really know. Another thing, I guess we didn't really touch on Leslie Frazier. I don't think Leslie Frazier's going anywhere. It sounded like the only team really interested in bringing him in was the Bears, and the Bears signed, um, what's his name, the Colts offensive coordinator there. So I don't see, I think Leslie Frazier will be back next year, which some people may not like, but I personally don't have an issue with it. Um, it was one bad game. Look, it was one bad game against the best team in the NFL. And momentum is, look, people who've never played sports don't understand how momentum works when you, you get the momentum roll and both teams, I mean, I mean, momentum was shifting both ways in that game. There was no, momentum was an all going one way. So I think it's a good thing he's coming back. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say today. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate anyone who listens to this. I just like to come on here and share my opinion. Um, if you guys want, I actually started a blog. I'm running a series right now where I'm just kind of reviewing all the different draft classes the Bills went through from 2000 to I'm going to go probably up to 2017 because that'll show like the true development of the players. Um, I just did the 2003 class today. The site is literally just called BillsUpNorth.com. It'll take you there. There's plenty of articles. It's kind of a blog style, just kind of somewhere I can spitball things. So, yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye.